0: today on the doc on the run podcast we're talking about how you should skip a day to skip ahead in your recovery so the big question is this how are runners like us who don't like hearing doctors say just stop running who know that we simply have to stay active how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong maintain our running fitness and keep preparing for the next race and still heal without making the injury worse Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Yesterday, I was speaking to an ultramarathoner who had a metatarsal fracture. Unfortunately, the broken bone, it's been healing well, and she's back to running. But during our discussion yesterday, she revealed something that was really interesting to me. She was running every day. Well, during that discussion, I was trying to help her understand how it is that running every day, even short distances, in fact, extremely short by her standards as an ultra marathoner, how those everyday runs could actually put her at risk of re-injuring the metatarsal fracture that's still healing. If you run marathons, half marathons, ultra marathons, those are all long distances and so you probably wouldn't ever think that running three miles could be dangerous. I'm also willing to bet that if you do any of those longer events, you don't think running three miles every day could be risky at all. But when I was talking to this ultra marathoner yesterday who is still in the process of recovering from that metatarsal fracture, I had to explain to her How running three miles every day really does put her at risk of another metatarsal fracture. Now, whether I see a runner in person or we meet over a webcam or do a consultation over the phone, I have seen a very consistent theme with runners who get injured and those who get re-injured once they're healing and back to running. We humans are predictable. I would argue that overtraining injuries in humans are also equally predictable. A lot of the trouble comes from our mindset and our perceptions about what is possible for us as highly trained, disciplined, distance athletes. If you're used to running 20 miles every weekend and you're used to training for a 50K or 100 mile races, three miles is just never going to seem like a long distance in your brain. Three miles a day is never going to seem like a risky running routine, even if you didn't run for a whole year because you were injured all year. I'll think about this for a second. What if you had a friend who has been doing zero activity for the last 10 years? Imagine this is someone you care about who confides in you that they really want to lose some weight and they'd like to start running. Well, What do you think would happen if you told that person, that completely deconditioned, completely out of shape couch potato to start out by running three miles a day, every day, seven days a week? Would you tell her that three miles is really not very far if she's never run at all? Would you advise her to never take a day off in that routine? Well, if she did do that routine and she ran three miles a day every day straight off the couch, would you be surprised if she got a metatarsal stress fracture? Me personally, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So instead of thinking about yourself as a highly trained endurance runner, think about one of your friends who is actually untrained and out of shape and unfit, maybe even unhealthy, because... When you get an overtraining injury and you have had to use a cast or crutches or a fractured walking boot for a month or two, even though your brain tells you differently, you are that untrained, out of shape, and fully deconditioned couch potato. And when you're recovering from an overtraining injury, you are, through no actual fault of your own, you're sent into a spiral of atrophy that actually does change your ability to resist another overtraining injury. Of course, because our brains recognize our capacity to run very long distances with relative ease, we fail to recognize how badly deconditioned our bodies have become through that healing process. Now for just a second, try to forget about the distance because I know you're probably still stuck on that idea that three miles couldn't possibly be risky for you. Instead, let's put it into a proper perspective and have you think about the last marathon training program you followed. You probably had some kind of tempo run, some kind of speed work, and some kind of long run every week. You probably also had very specific days where you were supposed to rest every week. Runners do not get stronger when they run. Runners get stronger when they recover after running. If you do not rest, if you do not properly recover between workouts, your risk of an overtraining injury skyrockets. So the training schedule that may have you running 60 to 100 miles a week might be appropriate, but it would only be appropriate if you have appropriate rest. You are in good shape and when everything is working properly, but when your neuromuscular connections are all out of whack because you've been sitting still you have disuse osteopenia in your bones and they are actually weaker because you haven't been applying forces to them regularly while you were on crutches and your form, to put it simply, just totally sucks because you're deconditioned, you're uncoordinated, and because you haven't been running, then you will be at a much higher risk of loading forces in your feet, ankles, and legs in such a way as to actually increase what doctors and biomechanics experts refer to as peak forces, which can put you at the risk of an overtraining injury. When you run three miles at a slow pace because that's all you're capable of doing, think about what happens. You run slower than normal. Your foot strike pattern changes because you're running at a different pace, at a different cadence, and with an altered gait than your normal running biomechanics. By definition, that means that you have to be loading some structures differently than you would when you have your normal running form, your normal running fitness, and your normal running gait pattern on top of all of that you have then decided that you're going to run the same distance at the same speed day after day loading all of those structures without giving them any sufficient rest in between workouts you're not doing strength training you're not doing speed sessions you're not doing tempo runs you're basically just doing all these half measures runs the same distance the same way day after day and therein lies the danger no training schedule for a marathon would have you run 10 miles a day every single day. No ultra marathon training schedule would have you run 50 miles a day every single day. No Ironman training plan would have you swim 2.4 miles, ride 112 miles, and run a marathon every single day. What you have to keep in perspective is that when you are recovering from a metatarsal stress fracture or any overtraining injury, you have to stagger the length and intensity of your workouts and make sure that you're getting proper rest of the tissues that get loaded during each of those specific types of runs, even if the runs are very, very short by your standards. So don't try to fool yourself. When you've been injured and you've been off running for weeks or months, you have to look at your actual training schedule with the same level of care and scrutiny you would apply to an out-of-shape friend who wants to start running and needs your guidance. Now listen closely, the simple truth is that all I do is help injured runners get back to running faster By helping them figure out what they did in training that they aren't doing in recovery. Now think about what you're doing right now. Your easy routine may be hampering your recovery and keeping you from getting back to real running as quickly as possible. If you're doing short runs just because you think it's safe, you should think again. If you're just running every day because you think those runs are so short they probably won't hamper your recovery, you should think again. Think about the rest and recovery your body actually needs to continue to get better, stronger, and faster. You need days off, even if you're running short distances. So skip a day if you really want to skip ahead in your recovery. Before you go, I just want to mention one other thing. If you have an overtraining injury, if you think you have an overtraining injury, if you've been recovering from an injury, the most important thing you can do is track your pain. I've written a couple of books on this. I've provided a lot of information on podcasts about this. But the one thing you really need to do more than any other is stay focused and do something specific every day. To make sure that you understand whether or not what you're doing is making you better or worse. And that all starts with tracking your pain. So go to the show notes for this episode. Download the pain journal. I made it for you. It's the runner's pain journal. It shows you exactly what to track, what you should chart, and then you can use that to see whether or not your condition is actually really improving, or if it's not. And if it's not, then you have to do something different. But if it is improving, that helps you understand how you can start ramping up your activity so you can keep running and get back to all of your running goals a whole lot faster. Go check it out. Go to the show notes, stockontherun.com. It's free, and you can get it there now.